Welcome back into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge, giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome into the show, everybody. We are here two weeks before the NFL draft. I was getting some memories, some memories on my Facebook from when I did attend the draft. Great times. So I want to tell you guys the 17 players that will be attending the NFL draft. This gives us a good indication that they think they're probably going in the first round. Does not mean they will be going in the first round. Jordan Addison, Will Anderson, Brian Branch, Jalen Carter, Zay Flowers, Christian Gonzalez, Paris Johnson, Will Levis, Joey Porter, Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, CJ Stroud, Keon White, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, and Bryce Young. A lot of quarterbacks and all four of the top quarterbacks. Any surprises there, Brad? None. All those make sense. I mean, yep. the defensive players make sense. The linemen make sense. Um, it just, yeah, I don't think there's any surprises there. So I put out a question on, on Twitter, and I want people to – actually, I'm going to go to a different one. I want people to um, to make sure you follow us on Twitter, SGPN Fantasy. You can follow myself at Dynasty Dorks or Brad at FF Bourbon Dude. And ask us any of your questions. We're here to help you guys out. And uh, for this, I really want to um, – I want to show the questions that my guy Brian had. And um, – See see what you guys think. And so the first question for you, Brad, Saquon Barkley or Jamison Williams? Saquon Barkley, not even close. Uh, you definitely need a little bit more than a, a question mark that we hope is great in Jamison Williams for a known stud, regardless of the one-year deal with Saquon right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, in two years from now that that trade might look a lot better for Jamison Williams than it yep. does for Saquon Barkley. But currently, I just I think you could probably get more for Saquon at this point. Yeah, it's almost um, like it's a panic sell, right? Oh, Saquon didn't sign his tender or his franchise tag. What's that? Like, don't like relax. So that's one of those. Hey, let, let me just see if the owner's freaking out. I did one of those and got laughed at. So my owner wasn't wasn't scared. <laughs> Christian Watson or DJ Moore and a 2024 third, assuming Superflex. Yeah, I'm doing the DJ Moore side here. I talked about Christian Watson a couple episodes ago. Just not, I'm just not on. He's a sell for me. I think he's a guy you you move on from. You sell the hype. I think DJ Moore is in one of the best situations he's been in in his career up to this point, uh, playing with Justin Fields. So I, I think that offense is going to be pretty damn good. So I, I'm rolling the DJ Moore side. Yeah, I, I'm. For me, I mean, it's it's kind of. Honestly, it's kind of an even deal. I, I, I'm higher on Christian Watson. Uh, I'm also a little probably lower on DJ more than the the majority of people. Um, I just, you know, it just it's got maybe some DJ more fatigue of just like you know, and, and it it's might gone. be it might be the best situation he's been in. But what like what's Justin Fields like? I know he hasn't had anything, but like Justin Fields is not someone that's thrown for. 40 touchdowns. Like what's his highest touchdowns? Like what do you throw this year? Like 16? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it is around just DJ Moore's ability to win everywhere, right? So when you go from Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, that triage of quarterbacks that they had in Carolina, uh, I just feel like when you're that open as, as DJ Moore tends to be, I feel like it makes sense that, you know, he's going to see an uptick in catches and he's he's going to be the guy. Yeah, I'll say uh, I get it. Like Christian Watson had a whole lot of, of his points on the same um, game. But, uh, I mean, Christian Watson had four touchdowns in a game, right? Uh, three. He had three in a game, right? Uh, three, yeah, three in a game. Yeah. DJ Moore right. barely had four in a season. Um, you know, like. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's yeah. the old, like, Jarvis Landry argument where like, you know, Jarvis Landry would get you like 90 catches and a thousand yards and two touchdowns or three touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. And so like, don't be hating on my Jarvis Landry. Hey, that, that, that he was, he was nice in PPR, but I need a little yeah. bit of more touchdowns than that. And so um, that, that is a little bit of my struggle with DJ Moore. And I mean, I like, I like DJ Moore, but man, I just, I, I'd have to wait and see, but you know, yep. if, if Bernie's out there, I need to stop. Um, he did not, did me a favor and helped me out with my article this uh, today. So I need to stop with the uh, DJ Moore trash. Uh, a-, a Rod gone and Moore broke for this year. The curse is over. Watson TD percentage is insane, and yeah, I mean he is in for some serious regression, but I do think he's he's got some serious upside. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not out on Jordan Love either. He, so he probably on- hasn't even heard the crazy stat about Christian Watson that I shared about seeing and being unable to unsee it. Yeah, uh, go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that on, on as a question mark. Go listen to another episode and you can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Romeo, uh, Ramondre Stevenson or 2024 first and 4.09. Uh, there needs to be some context. I need to know where that first is going to be. Um, I think if it's top eight, I'm probably okay with that. Uh, if it's after that, I'm I'm probably holding Stevenson. Yeah, we we talked about it. I'm actually looking to sell Stevenson in, in our league together. Don't tell Bruni, um, because <laughs> I just uh, I I'm afraid that New England's going to do something crazy and get like Jameer Gibbs or, or Bijan Robinson and kill his value. Uh, Marquise Brown or a uh, 4.11 or Rashad White or 310. Uh, I, I know you're going on this one. Yeah, I'm going the Marquise Brown side. I'm I'm going with Hollywood. Uh, going to be the alpha dog in Arizona. I think Tampa Bay adds a running back regardless of how late it is. And even if it, you know, I could see them adding a Roshan Johnson style, like that power back and leaving Rashad White to pass catching duty which can be really good, don't get me wrong. However, the scoring opportunities for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't expect to be very good anytime soon. So I'm rolling with Marquise Brown paired with his college teammate, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I I, I could go either way on that one. For for me, I get it with Marquise Brown, but I also think there's, you know, there's a million wide receiver twos with Rashad White. If he does get that backfield and he is a top 20 running back, I just feel like he might be able to get a little bit better. Um, you know, wasn't Hollywood top 12 before DeAndre Hopkins came back though? What's Kyler Murray going to look like this year? So I know it's going to be a lot of changes. Yep. 
There's going to be a lot of changes on that offense. Kyler Murray may not start the year, may start the year on the pup. Who knows? Is that Colt McCoy starting? Is going to be Carson Wentz? Um, actually, wouldn't even mind Carson Wentz, to be honest. And then you got a new offensive coordinator. It's just a lot of changes going on. Yep. What, are, what are your thoughts about uh, George Pickens? And uh, appreciate you, Brian. Uh, F, give him a follow F, at FF Junkie. Threw us a bunch of trades. 2024 second, 2.08, assuming Superflex. George Pickens? Yeah, this ain't even close for me. This is George Pickens every single time. Ken Walker, Isaiah Pacheco, or T. Higgins, 2024 first. And the uh, guy's name's Clown is... Shoes, so I'm assuming it's early. Brian, you got to hide that a little better. I like that. <laughs> um, I think without the context of where that 24 first is, I, I think I like the it, – it's team dependent. I'm going to cop out on this one. I think it's a good positional trade-off to go from Kenneth Walker to T. Higgins or vice versa – if you are, you know, you have more receivers and are willing to move or have more running backs and willing to move one. Uh, so I think this is a pretty even trade. I think long-term, obviously, you the wide receiver provides longer-term value in general, so you could lean that way, especially with the 24 first on top of it, uh, because I think Higgins and Walker are pretty close in general. Even if you look at startup ADP data, they're probably pretty close. So I'm going to go with the Higgins side just from a value perspective, but I'm okay either way, depending on what your team need is. 100. percent I, I, I mean, I, Brian, Brian definitely looks like he's uh, more of the zero RB kind of a guy. I think he's selling a lot of running backs, buying a lot of receivers, and I get it. I get it. Like the value is just a lot more secure, a lot more security in that. And you know, Walker is a guy that you know. What if he gets someone? You know, we can get a surprise. Like Seattle's got a ton of picks. Like I've been doing uh, PFF mock drafts. And like you can pick for days with Seattle. I'm like, holy crap! Like they have so many draft picks that they could easily draft a running back just because they could. Right. You know, it's like, right. oh, we got three third round picks. Oh, well, this guy's still available. All right, I'm gonna take that two first round picks. Like, I'll take Bijan. And yep. like, I don't think that happens, but God, that'd be crazy. Um. All right. I think that's the last one of those. And so, um, let's take a break, check in with the sponsors, and then we're gonna go right back to. Uh, we're going to go right back to doing some dynasty price checks. Yeah, let's kick off the new year with new gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. They have durable frames and are extremely clear optics for all your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays also offers the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses is backed by not only lost, but also broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair without a question asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. And to date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. So if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair, return them for free. There is no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. 
So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving us their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use our promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So try yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We also have an NBA Survivor Challenge happening right now. So make sure to check out our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge, completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right. Well, let's check out some price checks. The first one is Devonta Smith and T. T. Higgins. But this is a price check, so it's not going to be just about T. Higgins. It's going to be all about Devonta Smith. So everyone out there, I'm asking you, Devonta Smith or T. Higgins? Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith or Stefan Diggs? Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith or Chris Olave? Uh, I'm going to go Devonta Smith still. Devonta no, Smith. no, I got to go Chris Olave. I got to go Chris Olave. Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf. Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith, Drake London. Drake London. Devonta Smith, Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith, Cooper Cup. Devonta Smith. We gotta we gotta do some type of gif or something, or people <laughs> just they're like click, 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 click. I like it. I could put, you know, just Brad Stickler and they're like, boom. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. Devonta Smith, and this is where it gets a little crazy. 101, 102, 103, 104. Would you trade any of the top four picks super flex for Devonta Smith? Uh, I'd be okay with the 104, I think. I think of the 104, I'd because mainly because I'd prefer Devonta Smith over JSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like him, Jameer Gibbs, like that's the 104. I'm not high on Anthony Richardson, so I'm not going that route with him. So I'm probably okay with the 104 uh, for a trade with Devonta Smith. Okay. And um, what about you? What do you think here? The, the switch – between 105 and 106, that's where the price range hit. Yeah, I think that's fine. It makes sense because a lot of people are high on that Anthony Richardson or or maybe they're really high on JSN or whatever. So I, I can understand those top four being the, hey, no, we want those four picks instead of Devonta Smith. Um, and then seeing that five kind of transition makes sense to me uh, because I'm just not as high on those three guys as what I know some other people are on individual ones. So it may, I think that makes sense seeing that transition after the 104. All right, well, let's move on to our next one. I know I got a bunch on here, and it's uh, Michael Pittman. So I had to redo this one. So I, I talked about it on the last episode, I believe. I was I was really thinking that Michael Pittman was – more like a late first, early second, and I was wrong. I was wrong. And so I had to redo the poll and add some extra early first-round picks. What do you think about Michael Pittman for the 108? Oh, I'd eat. Oh, I'm taking Michael Pittman all day long. If it's the one if the 108 is the price, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then what do you think about um when you talk about Michael Pittman versus the the rookies, and it's always interesting, and of course Michael Michael Scott, um, my, Michael Pittman for the one oh seven is a no, but then you get Michael Pittman versus, um, you know the the against the, all, the guys that are at one oh yeah, and they're like no, yeah, and so 
And then so Seth asks, you know, so people love the idea of the pick but hate the players. What is happening here? And so it's a good conversation. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that perception of draft picks. This is mm-hmm. the unrealistic nature of NFL draft season when it comes to dynasty. People value those picks way more than the players they can actually get with those picks, right? It's the name value. You can almost look at it. You could think of it as the same perception as helmet scouting when you're looking at college prospects. Oh, that guy's not any good because he came from South Dakota or whatever, right? Or, oh, no running, no good quarterback can come out of Ohio State, right? It's it's the same perception. You see that pick and you're like, that's what I want. You see the player that you get at your pick and you're like, that's not what I want. So it's a natural phenomena that happens all over the place. It's continuing to happen, which is why you sell the picks before or during, really before the draft, not even in draft. Yeah, it's it's just interesting. And, you know, we've talked about it plenty of times doing our, um, you know, when we're doing our mock drafts. And if you were to put the 102, 103, 104 in the draft, it's going to go probably one or two rounds higher than if you were yep. to put Jameer Gibbs, JSN Jordan Addison. Like I went to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty rankings and I found all the rookie receivers outside of the top 32. And I'm like, so you're telling me Amari Cooper is worth the 102 in one quarterback leagues? That, <laughs> something doesn't smell right. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, like people love the the idea of the the you know the lottery ticket, that kind of thing. Um, yep. you know, well, I could trade the 102 and I could get Jordan Addison plus, 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 plus. But it's like, all right, well, let's just put Jordan Addison in the draft. If you like him that much, you can take him in the fourth round. If not, I could just wait. He's going to be in the seventh, eighth round. It yep. zaps the picks from the players. Yep. All right, let's uh, go back here. And shout out, I, I didn't even know I could turn my, my like you can turn your, your Twitter to pink, green, purple. <laughs> we had some fun before the show. I think I, I made my font a little bigger. Um, Austin Eckler price check. Austin Eckler can't get traded, um, but he can be traded in Dynasty. Um, one of, one, I mean, Austin Eckler is worth, I skipped the 104 on accident. Uh, Austin Eckler worth the 107. Would you, if you're the 107 right now, you're a competing team, would you do it? Oh, if I'm a competing team? Yeah, 100%. I'm giving a 107 for Austin Eckler all day. If I am the Eckler owner trying to move, I personally want more than that. I, I just, this is a tough one because this is that, you know, you could look at it as Derrick Henry the last few years, right? The last couple of years, Derrick Henry hasn't really pulled the value that he probably should be because of the age perception. And Austin Eckler is pretty much getting there, even though he's had two seasons with 20 touchdowns combined. He's starting to get looked at as, oh, he's older, he's undersized, now he's not going to be with the Chargers, and that's starting to pull his value down. So if I'm looking to win now, Austin Eckler is absolutely a buy for me if I can get him for the 107. Yeah, and, you know, this is where, you know, Brad just said that, but Brad, you know you can get Zach Charbonnet at 107. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love me some Zach Charbonnet, but he ain't Austin Eckler uh, this year, 
next year, probably and, the year after. And what, what could be interesting so, is Charbonnet to the Chargers is a you know, that's an interesting <laughs> scenario. Yeah, yeah. It if, is. if that were to happen, you'd want that 107 back so you can use it on Dax Charbonnet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I had to do that to you because I, I think a few episodes you put me in a in the the pickle you put Zay Flowers in the Patriots, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just everything I just said, just throw it out. Um, yeah, right. Austin Eckler, you know, stop. All right, Austin Eckler versus players. Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, I like how it's even because that's kind of where my head's at initially. So if I look at my rankings, they're back to back. Josh Jacobs, I have at eight. Austin Eckler, I have at nine. Um, a lot of that has to do with the, you know, the age gap between the two. But then the delta for Josh, excuse me, for Josh Jacobs is he's on a one-year deal. He's going to be entering free agency at age 26. Like, okay, a very Tony Pollard-esque type of situation, just with much better production, which is why I have him above uh, Tony Pollard right now. But that's a it's an even trade, I feel like, between the two, and it's probably just personal preference, to be honest. Yeah, Najee Harris, there's definitely a big age gap here. Um, then you got Nick Chubb. Um, would you take Austin Eckler over both those guys? Uh, yeah, I would. I, I mean, the age gap between Eckler and Harris isn't that big, is it? Harris is already 25, isn't he? Uh, I think he's 24. He's I mean, Eckler's 28. Yeah. And I, like if he's the age 20, gap between Harris and Josh Jacobs is virtually zero. Like they're, I think they're yeah, close, pretty damn close. They're to pretty age. much the same. And yeah. and Eckler's either he's either twenty eight or about to be twenty. Actually, it might might be twenty nine years soon. Yeah. Um, let me check. The, the Nick Chubb one is interesting to me because I could, and this may be the Brown Homer in me coming out, but like if I think about the volatility that you're dealing with with Austin Eckler and the Los Angeles Chargers, and you're you see the the solid, just core offensive line, quarterback, coaching staff of the Cleveland Browns, are you more apt to go with the security of Nick Chubb, 1,400 yards, 10-plus touchdowns, or are you more apt to go with the upside that Austin Eckler gives, even with the question marks around where he's going to play, age cliff, all that kind of thing, what the Chargers are going to do. So I think that one, even though it's a 50% gap, that one to me is actually a little bit more challenging because the age is the same, but the situations are creating a little bit of difference for me there. Yeah, and and for me, I mean, I, I probably would take the other guys over Eckler. Um, I get it. Like you want to take Eckler now because you're win now, but those other guys, you're getting three or four years and Eckler you're getting one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we also want to remind you about our, our sponsor of our Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. If you want to do one with us, just head over our to our Discord channel. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus. Up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, and so uh, let's uh, let's look at the other um, the other players on here. Eckler is pretty far ahead of Tony Pollard um, and pretty far ahead of Ramondre Stevenson. What are your thoughts on those two? Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I've got Tony Pollard down at 17. 
Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I currently have at 11, so it's a little bit closer with Ramondre Stevenson for me. Uh, but the draft could definitely change those things. So he's not – even though I have Stevenson at 11 right now, um, the, the he's very volatile player to me, and I'm not willing to go and obtain him anywhere. Dobbins, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, he's pretty heavily ahead of all of them. I would definitely prefer J.K. Dobbins over him right now. I am incredibly high on Dobbins, and I think he is a smash buy for anybody that can go get him. Even in a PPR uh, setting. Even in a PPR setting. He is way too explosive. I mean, you go back. So he had um, his his 10-plus pl- yard percentage, like basically breakaway run percentage, was the highest in the NFL last year. Highest at 18%. Tony Pollard was at 17%, and I can't remember who it was at 16 right below that. Um, oh, it was uh, Khalil Herbert at 16%. So – and that's the year he came off an ACL. That's a year where we saw him get tracked down on those big runs that he was making because his short area quickness was still there, but his long speed wasn't there. So I just, if he gets that long speed back, he is an absolute smash this year. So they just run the ball too much for it to matter with it being a PPR league, in my opinion. Well, and the, and the offense is going to change. Uh, Todd Monken is Come the on. new yep. offensive coordinator, uh, and we don't know what the quarterback situation is. It does look very much like Lamar is going to be back, and um, I'm interested to see Lamar run more of a not. I would, and I would say pass heavy. Yeah, Lamar's no, never going to run a, a 70 80 percent pass heavy offense. Yeah, but to see Lamar be able to do some of those things where. Um, you know, it's not going to be a traditional pocket passer, but it's going to be more the air raid system. And, and you know, you still see RPO action. You see some of the stuff, yeah. but. Um, I mean, Georgia is still very known for running the football. Oh, right? for sure. So. For sure. Um, as far as, you know, Eckler versus Dobbins and Eckler versus Chubb is so interesting because it's just, yeah. you know, especially in your PPR leagues, it's a lot of touchdowns or a lot of yeah. catches. Which ones do you want? And, uh, you know, it, catches are more predictable, obviously, than the touchdowns are. So there is some volatility from year to year there. But I just feel like the situations are safer with them right now. And uh, so this one, uh, he actually asked me the question, 108 or Jordan Love? And the 108 went ahead of Jordan Love. But I did do a... Uh, I can't believe a, it was even that close. Well, I did a price check on Jordan Love. And it was... Tua handily over Jordan. Trey Lance handily over Jordan. Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love was close. Not, a, not as much votes as the other ones. Danny Dimes dominating. Jordan Love over Derek Carr. Brad, how does that make you feel? I, I mean, gross. Remember, I am a I mean, they're close in my ranking, so I can't be that mad. Like, I have Derek Carr at 16. I have Jordan Love at 19. So Jordan Love but- over Russell Wilson. I do have Jordan Love over Russell Wilson. If I asked you this last year. Oh, yeah. No, I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would it look like this? Quickly. Oh, yeah. Geno Smith, this is ridiculous. Come on. I Yeah. The, I, look, I'm taking Jared Goff over him. I'm taking Geno Smith over him. Derek Carr. Uh, I, it's interesting. Lance is the but, line for me. Trey Lance, Matthew but, Stafford, some of these rookies. 
uh, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, like that list is the ECR. So when I do the dynasty price checks, what I do is our, if a player's currently ECR 18, I will go, I'll go wide receiver 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, skip them 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and see if he falls in line. And normally it's pretty spot on with ECR and public perception with where they are. Obviously we like to get over a thousand votes per poll to be able to have some legitimacy. And then I'll do the draft picks. And again, you still see it interesting when you're like, wait a minute. It's he's the same value as Geno Smith, but he's worth the 110, but Geno Smith's worth the 203. Yeah. People think Geno Smith is 45 years old. He's not. Um, (laughs) Another shout out to Facebook memories. This was the day, uh, you know, actually this was not the day that Geno got punched in the face. That'll be over the summer. <laughs> I, I, I get my, my things mixed up. Oh, um, so I, I do have a, a question. We kind of breezed through it. The Russell Wilson piece, does has he changed any for you this offseason with the fact that Sean Payton is now there as the head coach? Um, rumors swirling around Jerry Judy, rumors swirling around <laughs> Cortland Sutton. Like, um, what, what are you doing? Like, would you really take Jordan Love over Russell Wilson? Like, I'm starting to question my ranking there. Like, I don't think I would. Yeah, and the thing with Russell Wilson, I mean, people forget Russell Wilson two years older than Geno Smith. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be 35 this year. He's getting up there in age, and so um, it, it it's all depends on the cost. And I do think that you could find 20 different rankings and have 10 different prices. For yeah. for uh, Russell Wilson, some might have him at thirteen or fourteen. Some might have him at twenty. Yeah. And for me, like Jordan Love, I would rather take the youth and the upside right now than than Russell Wilson. And so I do. You think Jordan Love has more upside? I get the youth piece. You yeah. Interesting. Okay. I I think the the upside and and you know the uh, Russell Wilson's a descent. He's a descending house asset. Russell Wilson is not going to gain gain anything. So do I think that, you know, Jordan Love is ever going to be better than Russell Wilson was? No, but I think Jordan Love is currently about the same price and the price tag could go up. Yeah. I don't see a world where it really goes up with Russell Wilson. That's fair. Even if he has a good year, he still gets a year older. So it's going to like balance that out. And Jordan Mm -hmm. Love, if he sucks, then, you know, whatever. But if Jordan Love gets better, his you know his stuff could rise, right? Um, Mac Jones, Matthew Ugh. Stafford, Ugh. Oh, and then change the picks. So Jordan Love came in at the one ten. So you know Zach, uh, Zach Charbonnet is off the board. Will Levis is off the board. Are you pulling the trigger? Someone says, hey, "I want that pick. I want Zay Flowers. Are you taking Jordan Love?" No, <laughs> I would rather our love of Hendon Hooker. Uh, I would take him before I took Jordan Love. So if Hendon Hooker is on the board at one ten, and I'm looking for like I don't want to take necessarily like I want to see the draft capital be there for Hendon Hooker before I do that. But I mean one ten's not crazy there, right? Now so, one ten. If Hendon Hooker goes first round, like if he goes to Washington. Yeah. or Tampa Bay in the first round, that that could easily happen. And I just yes. 
I, I just, like I said, I, I've, you know, that I've been on Hannon Hooker round one for forever. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I think that even if he makes it past those teams, Philly trades back out of 30. Next thing you know, Atlanta or Tennessee is on the clock. And that's the Hennon Hooker pick. You get the fifth yep. year option and you're going to be able to ride out this guy's rookie contract. And he could start today for, you know, for any of those teams, if you, if he's healthy, but he could also sit behind Desmond Ritter for a few games. He could yep. sit behind Ryan Tannehill for a few games and, and they could go that route. Um, you know, the other teams that could do that, you could see Seattle or the lions. You could see um, the Raiders if they pass on, on quarterback in the first round, you know, in the first top 10 picks. Yep. Um, Minnesota trading back. Um, you know, I think there's several teams that could be interested in Hen Hooker at the end of the first round. Yep. Um, currently, Minnesota is the odds-on favorite. I have an article coming out about the uh, NFL draft odds. Um, Jordan Love versus the rookies. All the rookies. At, oh, Will Levis. Jordan Love or Will Levis? Hen Hooker, get out of here. Yeah, no, not a chance. Um, so nope. this one was a little bit older. And so, uh, is there any, um, uh, trades that you had pulled up any players? Yeah, there were, there were a couple, cause there's a couple guys that are hot commodities and you, you kind of already talked about a couple of the guys that I had marked down as like, Hey, you know what? There's some interesting trades here. And part of the reason I want to bring these up is it also gives us the opportunity to talk about what rookie pick we would be looking for here. What player we would be looking for here. So this is going to have players and 2023 picks in them. And I want us to talk about, okay, where do we want that pick to be for this trade to be even for us? That's kind of the idea. Because so many times we look at these, you know, if you use Dynasty Nerds or DLF, a lot of times it just says 23 first round pick when you're browsing at trades, trying to get an idea of what the value is. And you don't have the context of what that pick is. So I want to talk through a couple of those. So the first one is Travis Etienne. Right. Very hot commodity right now. I'm very high on him. Some other people are really high on him. Some other people are pretty low on him. So the offer is Travis Etienne and Christian Kirk for Damian Pierce and a 23 first. So, Dave, in order for you to take that trade, in order for you to take the 23 first and Damian Pierce, where does that first need to be? So it was Travis Etienne plus what? Christian Kirk. So I have three first and Damian Pierce. So I'll just say Christian Kirk over Damian Pierce, but we'll call it a wash for just purposes. Um, I'm taking JSN. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking JSN over. I'm taking Gibbs over I'm taking young and Stroud over one five, one six. Okay. So, so here's, here's the other piece to think about this. If you have a particular player in mind, let's say it's JSN, right? We did a ton of mock drafts from the 101 all the way through the 112. And we saw JSN like clockwork going at the 104. Boom, 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 boom. Even though we're looking now and saying, okay, well, maybe Anthony Richardson moves into there. When you're targeting a specific player, do you take the middle range or their ADP, which is we'll say 105 for him right now? Or do you take, you try to get the pick at the highest end of his range to make sure that you end up with that player? 
you make the move if you can before the draft and you see how the board goes. Because if you try to do it on draft day, you're going to have to overpay. You're probably going to have to panic. So what I do is I, I make a move right now for 104. And then I see on the board behind me, guy needs a quarterback. Behind me, guy, another guy needs a quarterback or a guy needs a, a, a running back. And I want JSN. Talk to those two guys. Hey, I see you guys both, you know, and that then I make my move. Because what happens, I'm sitting there at 106. I'm like, I'm probably going to get him. Next thing you know, bourbon dude's on the clock. And I'm like, God dang. <laughs> and, and it's gone, you know. And so always make it's easier to trade up before draft day than it is on draft day uh, in most situations. You do sometimes get where like nobody's really active and people are like waiting for the board to happen. Everybody wants to trade back and the yeah. guy's like, yeah, no one wants to trade up. And I'm like, okay, well then you can do it. But if there's a whole bunch of people that want to trade up, now you're in an auction and you're overpaying. Yep. I like it. And then I got one for you. So Travis Etienne and Jalen Waddle for Jamar Chase and the 210. What are your thoughts about that? Superflex 12 team PPR. I'm keeping chase. I just, uh, the big reason is, and I'm, th- I, this almost pains me to say, cause I'm not a huge chase guy, but I think I've got to keep chase for a couple reasons. One, the waddle thing is very interesting to me. Like if you go back and kind of watch there are games where he just disappears Tua just doesn't pay any attention to him at all. And I can't, you can't move a guy like Jamar chase for that. Like it needs to be a this- sure thing. Uh, so ETN is good and it's close to get there. Uh, but I'd probably need a little something, a little something more to get to that Jamar Chase pool. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can put together. Uh, (laughs) All right. I see what's happening here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it made me a little proud that you were telling me about Waddle. Like I, I, same thing. I, what I was talking about with Waddle recently, but. (laughs) <laughs> oh man this is why it's nice. always fun to be in a, a league with your co-host well um, played sir yeah, well so played brad has jamar chase i offered him travis Etienne and jalen waddle for jamar chase in the 210 press one if you think brad should accept press two if you think brad should tell me to add a little something something um <laughs> uh, and so uh who is the next player you want to go over uh the next guy is drake london and this one's pretty easy there are very wide spectrum of views on Drake London right now. So Drake London for a 2023 first round pick. Straight up. Where does that first need to be for you to accept that trade to give Drake London away and take that 23 first? Um, so for Drake London, you're saying like what would Drake London be for uh, just a first in general? Yeah. Yep. Um 104, 105. Okay. Um, that's without knowing landing spots and things like that. Yeah, I'd have to go 104 for him, minimum. Uh, yeah. Because and- if if JSN's there at four, I'm going to take him. I don't I don't think I'd want Gibbs over him. I wouldn't want Charbonnet over him or anybody. Uh, I think I'd want JSN. Uh, if I could get him at 104, that's the spot uh, to me. Um yeah, it's that 104, 105 range. I mean, I'm 
I'm interested in where Gibbs goes. And the more and more I look at it, I'm getting higher and higher on Gibbs. Um, and with London, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on Monday, you know, like what's his situation versus Michael Pittman. Yep. The, the biggest difference draft capital. He's much yep. higher draft first versus second. Yep. Yeah. Much higher draft yep. than Michael Pittman, but the coaching staff, a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen a lot of passing volume out of the Falcons. Is it their offense or is it, are they, you know, playing with the cards they're dealt? Um, yeah, I do think it was probably a lot of that. Cause if you go and look at his games with Desmond Ritter, he, he got targeted. He had a lot of yards. He he definitely looked better in those last few games with Desmond Ritter because they weren't trying to just run the ball every play. And, you know, so, and so like with, with that, you know, with the Falcon, the Falcons offense, it's, you know, every time that we, you know, we were back in school, we were learning about like common denominators. And if anyone had a statistics course, you only can change one denominator, dominate one denominator to figure out what the you know change is. The problem is the Falcons had so many changing parts at the end of the season. Tyler Algier went off, but you also had no Caleb Huntley. Yep. Desmond Ritter came in. Did that help Tyler Algier or was it because Caleb Huntley was out? Drake London got a whole lot of targets, or was that because Kyle Pitts was not playing? Yeah. yeah. And so we don't know if that's the case. And I do think that Mariota was a big part of the issue. And I agree that, you know, they're they're going to target him. And I think the Falcons are a team that is a, a team that's going to sneaky add a receiver. Yeah. I have them adding Rasheed Rice in my mock draft in the third round, I think, or Cedric Tillman in the second round, something like that. But I think adding someone like a Cedric Tillman or a Rasheed Rice someone that can do all the dirty stuff over the middle yep. um, can help clear things out for Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Cause Kyle Pitts, he's not your do your dirty stuff over the middle kind of a guy. Yep. He's a Darren Waller type seam stretcher. You can line him up outside as an extra receiver, but let those other guys go and do all that nasty stuff and then take away the coverage from those guys as you're dealing with, you know, Drake London on the outside, Kyle Pitts on the outside. Yeah, it'd be interesting because I see them being more apt to add a receiver in the later rounds and going with that Rakim Jarrett Parker Washington style, right? Those, hey, give me the run on it, run me a slant, catch the ball, break a tackle, give me a play, right? Move the ball marker. Drake London goes down the field, Kyle Pitts goes down the field. I think that fits kind of, you know, what maybe a need for them right now. Yeah, they, they're um, the opposite of the New York Giants. They have a basketball team. They just uh, they just signed Mac Hollins, so they have Mac Hollins, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Johnu Smith is the shortest guy <laughs> out of the you know out of this, and he's like six four. Uh, yeah. um, so they they have a squad out there, yeah. and so they could use a smaller guy like you know Rakim Jarrett or, or um, you know one of one of those guys to do those. But yeah. I do think they they need somebody to go do that dirty work over the middle. Parker Washington would be a good fit um, yeah. to, to be that guy. Uh, who so, else you got? so I got, well, I got one more question now that we talked about, you know, Hey, we want the one Oh four ish one Oh four, one Oh five for Drake London right now. So I know you and I've talked quite a bit through the off season. Obviously we both like Jordan Addison a lot. At one point in time, we had Jordan Addison at number one. So what would it take on top of, we'll say like the one Oh seven or one Oh eight where that Jordan Addison range is, what would it take on top of Jordan Addison is he? He's not your. He's not your wide receiver one anymore, is he? Or is he still? Uh, he's. I'm so on the fence like, right now. It's one A one B. It's one A one B. So because 
where he's going, right? And he could be feasibly the number one for you. What would you want on top of him at the one? Because this is the interesting thing, right? You get in the draft and we're talking. It's live. People can see it. People in our leagues watch. They hear us talking about, well, Jordan Addison's your number one and he's on the board at 107. And you said before that you wanted the 104 because you wanted JSN. Well, why can't you just go straight up for the 107 now? So how do you, how do you play that a little bit? And that's where, like, I think you can get more than the 107 if you're the Drake London. And if I don't, I would I could go get Drake London for the 107. Yep. And then, you know, you might be able to trade him for something more. And yep. so I do treat everything like, like assets. Yep. And so that's how I look at it. And so, you know, if you're looking at, you know, JSN at 104 or Jordan Addison at 108, I'll take the Jordan Addison at 108 because I'm probably going to get a second round pick with it. And I, I, Jim Nagy said that said this week, and I totally agree. I don't think there's a number one receiver in this class. Yep. I, I don't. I think that there's really good number twos. I think that Jordan Addison's really good. Uh, I think he's underrated. I think people are picking on for his size, and they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to. I mean, they did the same thing to Devonta Smith. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still, I think it's. Him and JSN, I think they're very different kind of players. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I think that they're they're closer than people are giving them credit for. But when you look at um Quentin Johnston, I'm just not in. I'm not I, in. I, I dropped him to number five, I think, in my rookie rankings. And I'm coming back yeah. around to Cedric Tillman. I know this isn't a rookie wide receiver ranking show, but I'm coming back around on Cedric Tillman. I can't wait to see him get picked early day two. Um, and yep. a guy that everyone needs to look out for that I'm hearing a lot of buzz about is Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, I have heard a lot about him lately. So yeah. Jonathan Mingo, he is a big dude. He was trekked over 21 miles an hour last year. Um, fastest, you know, fastest player tracked in their GPS system. And uh, this guy is a big slot receiver. And so he looks like an outside receiver, but he plays inside and he's just a straight up bully. And he just, he's got a extremely athletic build is the best way to put it. This guy is rocked up and uh, um, he's, as far as the speed, he's got it. And uh, on good morning football was talking about him going, he's in, they said, he's going to go a lot earlier than you think he is. And I actually, I was literally looking for links to put in my article about Jonathan Mingo as a sleeper. And I'm like, Oh, I like that. Um, But yeah, I think Jonathan Mingo is a guy that people are going to look at, looking at a lot of his PFF made metrics. The offense wasn't great, but he, he was, he was a good player. And I think he's, you know, a big player in a small receiver draft is going to stand out just like Cedric Tillman. He's in that third tier of players. So it goes anywhere from Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt, Jaden Reed, Keishon Boutte, like that range of players. is. I've got him at number 13 right now. Right after him is where I then have guys like Xavier Hutchinson and Puka Nakua, A.T. Perry, Trey Paul, like all the other guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, he's in that tier, right? So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and especially if all the hype is there and he gets a draft capital, it means he's going to get the opportunity, right? So could he feasibly, that third tier for me runs from number seven to number 13, right? We've always talked about draft capital will move players within tiers, but not necessarily to another tier. 
So could that mean he could turn up to be like the number seven, number eight wide receiver off the board in drafts and rookie drafts? Quite possibly. Yeah, it's it's going to be so fun. I think that you're going to see you're going to see a dozen receivers picked day yeah. two and three. Yeah, and it's just going to be fun. I was going back and forth with Michael Florio today. He was like, "Man, uh, Quentin Johnson be look, looking good on the Giants," and I'm like, "Pass. Give me Marvin Mims at discount in the third round." Yeah. Um, Marvin Mims, T.Y. Hilton. That's my comp, and I just I that guy's his his highlight tape for a um for a smaller receiver it's ridiculous like this guy's yeah. got the body control and like just some of those some of these athletic like a- acrobatic catches remind me of you know Beckham where you're seeing you're like that's he's not a 64 you know he's not George Pickens out there but this guy is just uh he's crazy crazy athlete yep um, Steve Smith broke down Hyatt and was like no nah. Yeah, I, I think Hyatt's going to be uh, – I don't think he's going to be as good for fantasy as no. he is in the NFL. Oh, you were talking downs, though, not Hyatt. I was actually talking about Marvin Mims. Well, who were you, you were saying you'd take Mims in the third before – Quentin Johnston. Oh, 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 dude, I wasn't listening to you at all then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I said Quentin Johnston in the first round or Marvin Mims in the third. I'll take oh, Marvin Mims. All right, all right. But, yeah, I like so, – So that brings up a good point, though. Like, there's a lot of wide receivers. If you think back – over the years with third round rookie pick, you know, dynasty rookie pick wide receivers. You think of guys like Terry McLaurin, third rounder, um, Deontay Johnson, probably a third round. And I'm not talking third round in the NFL draft. I'm talking about third round in your dynasty rookie drafts. Like you can get very good wide receivers in the third round. You just have to pay attention to the situations and you have to trust your process when you're evaluating these guys. So. Yeah, I just just wrote an article about ADP and, you know, uh, looking at Superflex ADP, did a whole bunch of mock drafts, put together, you know, some, you know, what the ADP looks like, as well as, you know, talked about some strategies. And like some of the trades that really win you a draft are when you go and trade the 110 for the 202 and you get an extra second round pick. And then you wait till the trade deadline and you use the second round pick to go get you that league winning asset, or you get another shot at the draft. If you get the second round pick this year and you go, and and, and there's so many ways to do it. Like I remember back in the Zach Wilson draft, Zach Wilson was at 110 or Mac Jones. And the guy was like, he need, I need a quarterback. And I was like, go ahead, take him. I'll take 202, 211. And he gave me a second round pick the year before. And I ended up getting, uh, I ended up getting uh, Jalen Waddle. It was, I think it was Michael Carter. Nothing crazy. But then I got a second round pick this year, which was Rashad White. Yeah. All for Zach Wilson. And so you know, like, but those are kind of things like being able to move back just a little bit. And the way that I put it was, you wait till you're on the clock, and then you just evaluate the board. All right, these five players are the guys I'm interested in. Then don't trade back six spots. Yeah, trade back four or five spots. The further you trade back, the more that you're going to get in return. And then you just do that. And you know, if you got three or four taxi squad taxi spots and twelve picks, you might want to do the opposite. Yeah, you might, might want to figure out how to change that. You know, I, a lot of times what I do is I'm trading back for future picks. I'm trading a a, a third this year into two thirds next year. That kind of stuff. So, uh, 
TMAC, TMC Live. Appreciate you checking in. In the Dynasty full PPR Superflex 12 team, I have Trevor Lawrence as my QB1, and I don't have a QB2. Would 111 and a future second for Jimmy G be a good price? No. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. I, I mean, if you, if you look at Jimmy G's, just I'll talk contract and you talk about it. Like his contract, I know it's three years, 70 something million. But if you look, he's really only under contract this year. And next year, they can cut him and save a significant amount of money. All of the hype around them taking a quarterback in the draft tells me, hey, look, they don't think Jimmy G is like the long term answer for them. So I would not move a first, I would not move a first round pick, singular first round pick for Jimmy G right now. Yeah, I mean, I would do a second. Uh, and that's that's all that I would do. I you could send, you know, two eleven. You can send a future second. Um, and if he needs it, if he needs to make it happen, I'll send him a third. But right now, I think you you hold and wait until the draft because you don't want to send this pick trade over. And at number seven, the law or pick number three, now the Raiders are on the clock and Richardson just goes or Levis goes. And now you're looking at a guy that's a lame duck. And yep. if the Raiders are, you know, below 500 at Thanksgiving, next thing you know, Jimmy G is on the sideline. Or And you won't get anything for him. Or Jimmy G is Jimmy G and he's hurt by Thanksgiving. And so it's, it's just a fact. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, any other questions, let us know. I, just, I think that that'd be paying too much. I think you can yep. get other guys. Uh, I think, you know, um, for if you're shopping with 111 and a future second, I think you can definitely get a much better player uh, for for that price tag. Hell, hell, if you want to move the 111. So here's a question, Giants fan. Daniel what, Jones. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 111 for Daniel Jones. I'd try to make that happen before I'd go after that yeah, price. I, I, would, I, would shop, I would shop for Daniel Jones. I would shop for, um, you know, we talked about Jared Goff. I would talk about those guys, and I think you could, you know, if you do two seconds, I'll do two seconds for for a Geno Smith, two seconds for uh, uh, a, a. I think Goff is in that range too. I wouldn't give the first for Goff either because there's a question marks on whether or not he's long term and ends up a lame duck as well, right? So yeah, yep. You got um, you know, see what see what you know. We just saw a one ten for Jordan Love is what the cost was. See if you can get two seconds for Jordan Love. Um, like he. Obviously, appears to be the starter there. So, let us know. Great question. Um, and uh, any other questions, please. Uh, you know, subscribe. We're always doing this twice a week. Any other players we got here? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, hey, appreciate you guys checking in. Appreciate all your questions. And uh, you can find me at Dynasty Dorks. Uh, you can subscribe at SGPN Fantasy Football on YouTube. Make sure you give Brad a, a you know, Brad a follow over there at FF Bourbon Dude. And uh, as always. Oh, wait, we forgot. What did we forget? The 101 shirt. Oh, our shirt. I didn't put it on today. Ah, oh, I should have put it on. So uh, if you want a chance to win the 101 shirt, we're doing a predictions contest. All you have to do, there you go. All you have to do is let us know where you think Bijan Robinson is going to go. If you pick correctly, then you will get entered in free entry. And you'll win a $40 gift card. Go to SGPN uh, merch, merch and pick out your shirt. So you can get a 101 shirt. You can get a fantasy football, SGPN fantasy football hoodie. They got refs or terrorists. We got headbands. We got the board in the back. Coffee we got cups. helmets. 
um, all sorts of stuff. A $40 gift card. All you have to do is guess where he's going to go. The team, you don't have to get the right, you know, pick 15 to the pack. No, he's just going to go wherever. You say Cowboys, the Cowboys win. We're going to pull all the Cowboys selections out of a hat. The winner gets a $40 free gift card to sportsgamingpodcast.com bash us merch store. All right. As always, good luck this season. Cheers.